0: things you should know right off the bat i've had four cups of coffee i'm a little nervous did i mention my name's Chaddy? yeah oh this is a creative church podcast and well you should know that uh i cry in corners true story Up, fam, welcome to episode six of I Crying Corners. Uh, my name is Chaddy and I am your captain. <laughs> um, I'm just sitting here in my house drinking my coffee out of my weird new cat cup that somebody who loves me gave me for an early birthday present. If you're listening to this in real time, my birthday is this weekend. Yep, I'm gonna be 37 years old, so if you find me crying in a corner this weekend, that's why. Anyways, I love um, what God is doing with our podcast, and I'm excited that you're here. Um, so when I started this journey, this podcast thing, um, it was meant to like kind of be a leadership creative podcast. And it is. It totally is exactly that. But the feedback I've gotten from people who are listening and subscribed, not all of you, just some of you, is that uh, they really love the podcast and it's really speaking to them, but they really don't even see themselves in a leadership season or a creative position. So I'd like to bring some clarity around what I think leadership and creativity is, and then I'll dive into today's topic. It won't take me long, but I feel like I need to just clarify this. So first things first, in my book, everyone is a leader. Everyone. See, leading is not just, um, I don't know, like being the boss. It's, uh, it's serving people. It's loving people past their crazy, and it, it's making hard decisions when no one else can. That's all. Jesus was the greatest leader ever, and he was from a hoodrat city, came from what people saw was like a super sketchy situation, and his crew was like a ragtag group of misfits. Like, there were kids. So if you're waiting for perfect conditions, perfect circumstances, or some kind of personal triumph before you start to serve people and love people past their crazy and make hard decisions, then dude, you're doing leadership wrong. Leadership isn't a position. It's a heart attitude. Write that down. Leadership is not a position. It's a heart attitude, a heart attitude that is positioned and sacrificed and ready to do whatever the father needs done in your specific circle. That's leadership. Now, let me tackle this whole creative thing. Okay, so creativity through my eyes is not being an artist, um, although creatives are artists. It's not working on an artistic job or a creative job or being um, able to create something from scratch, although that's part of it. In my eyes, in my my perspective, being creative means being able to see, hear, and bring forth kingdom solutions to earthly problems. I'm gonna say that again because I feel like somebody needs to hear it. Somebody out there has been really struggling and being like, look, I'm not creative, I'm not creative. Let the creatives do it. Some of you might even be working for a church and you've actually said this to yourself, let the creatives do it. I hear this a lot. But being creative is being able to see, here and bring forth kingdom solutions to earthly problems. So if you're doing that, my friends, you're creative. And creativity in this world may look like art, but in the kingdom, it's way more than artistry. Bill Johnson, I love him. Uh, last uh, episode I talked about, you guys need to read all his books. He's from Bethel. And he says that creativity is really just integrity, wisdom, and excellence. And he says it way better than I could ever paraphrase. So please go read it. But I choose to see creativity through that filter. It's when I begin to see and view creativity through that lens that the creator becomes king. And the fact that I'm a creative is the last thing that comes to mind. Yep. So, if you're a parent, an administrative assistant, an engineer, or a musician, we are all creatives. Some of us might have a creative job, but we are all creatives. Uh, yep. We're here to bring kingdom solutions to the temple. Okay. Now that I got that out of my system... We are all leaders, we all have a creative bent in our heart, and now I will dive directly into today's topic. Okay, I feel better about myself, I just feel like I needed to get that off my chest. All right, quick recap because I love recaps, and because I want everyone to be up to speed because being a leader means you understand that perfection is a myth, emotions are a necessity, love is a must-have, sacrifice is a how-to, roots are the gatekeeper to your dreams, and number six, my friends, the reason why we're here today great leaders follow well. Okay. So, you know, those moments in your life where you're like, I'm killing it right now. And then the Lord's like, no, no, you're not. You're not, but I love you. This is kind of like what happened to me uh, with this topic. I really thought I was killing it in the leadership whole thing. And then the Lord reminded me real quickly that being a great leader meant that I was a great follower. And in that moment, I wasn't being a great follower. And the Lord began to download this to me. And this has been a game changer. This has all been a game changer. Who am I kidding? I say this every time, but it's true. This is by far the most underrated topic regarding leadership. I think, anyways, following, following, following. It's like, I think learning how to follow well is so important. And if you want to lead yourself and lead people, you you have to follow well. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Following isn't glamorous. It's not even fun sometimes. But how you follow dictates how you will one day lead. I'm going to say that again because somebody needs to write it down. How you follow will dictate how you will one day lead. And um, this was true to me. So uh, if you're sassy or disrespectful or uh, famous for staring um, people in their eyeballs and starting mutinies uh, while you're following, uh, one day when you're a boss or a teacher or a parent, I guarantee you, you will find yourself uh, dealing with the same type of people. Because you reap everything you sow. And I did this. I did this. Uh, There was a a season in my life where I was a really crappy follower. And I would roll my eyes and I functioned in disdain. And I thought my boss was an idiot. And um, I treated this person poorly and I didn't respond with love. And then when I became a boss, people rolled their eyes at me. People thought I was an idiot. I totally reaped what I sowed. It was the worst. And it was one of those moments in my life where it was... It was embarrassing. And I can't believe that I had to walk through that. But I'm thankful that God in his grace and in his kindness walked me through it because it made me understand this topic that we're talking about today. I know brutal honesty. That's what we do. When I was in my 20s, I thought leadership was like getting to be the boss, like making more money. But that's not it at all. And I'm sure you know that already. It's a whole lot of I'm sorry's, Coupled with covering and helping and extra work and long hours and worry for those that are those that are following, leadership isn't anything else but a greater form of following. Leadership isn't anything else but a greater form of following. In my younger years of ministry, um, like I said earlier, I became like really discontent with following and uh, especially with who I was following because I didn't trust them. And because I lost trust, I lost respect. And then I lost my way. I mean, I'm telling you, dude, it was so embarrassing. Like, I'm kind of even embarrassed talking about it now, but I've already told you I cry in corners and every other thing. We're six episodes in at this point. I think I just need to continue to be honest with you. It was heartbreaking. And I find myself now having... Um, to go back and realize that. And I remember in that season when that specific situation happened, I went back to that boss and I apologized. I've done this to my parents. I've done this to high school teachers. I've done this so many times. Like you think I would learn it already that sometimes I'm just failing at following. Any one of us could be this person. But man, I just went back and I realized I was following poorly and I straight up apologized. Like I called these people, like high school teachers and apologized. Because when I finally got the revelation of what it was looked like to follow well, I was embarrassed and I wanted to be able to tell them that. I wanted to be able to say, "Hey, I know that when I was following you, I didn't do a good job and I'm sorry. And it does it releases you to be able to follow in a whole new light when you truly understand why you're following and how you should be following. Look, in the midst of that aha moment where I was, you know calling people and apologizing, A few years back, I realized that I may have been given off these vibes that I was a good leader. Like, during this season, I was killing it. But the reality was, I had been a horrible follower. And as a result, I was so much like uh, that guy in the Bible, King Saul. Yeah, super discontent and able to hear the voice of God and thinking everyone was out to get me. I had become King Saul. Um, if you've never read the story of David, uh, King Saul um, was the king uh, at the time when King when David was anointed as a, a young man and uh, King Saul uh, wasn't really having it. It's in I think it's in Second Kings. I don't know. Don't quote me. I don't have this right written down. But you should read about it. The dude was off the chain. But before I jump into this, I just want to say that um, if you ever want to read a really great book about leadership, besides listening to Craig Grishel's podcast, which is amazing, you should go read it. It's called A Tale of Three Kings by Gene Edwards. And what I'm going to share with you about uh, one of these points today, it was a revelation that Gene had that he wrote this really amazing book about, and this is what I feel like God gave me through it. So um, if you're having issues following well or anything that I've said thus far has resonated, go read this book. Okay. I believe everyone has done this at some point, been a bad follower, been a discontented follower. And if if you're like, no, I'm really good at this. You're a liar. It's okay. I love you. Let's just be honest. I have come to realize that being discontent is, is like all of a sudden you were driving down the street, all great and stuff. But then all of a sudden you're stuck in traffic behind one of those, you know, those trucks, those gigantic trucks with like tiny pebbles and dirt and stuff. And it's flying out at you. And all of a sudden you're like, it's going to break my windshield. That, to me, is what discontent following looks like and feels like. Following isn't easy at all, especially if you got pebbles and things being thrown at you. Everyone I've ever followed behind, I learned something from, and it changed my life. So it changed my perspective from seeing these pebbles being thrown at me to actually there was safety. Okay. Every leader I've ever followed has taught me something, even the good ones, even the bad ones. And after I learned the lesson I'm sharing today, I have now positioned myself to learn something from everyone. If you're currently following someone, good or bad, buy a journal, take notes for everything that they do, because I'm telling you, they will they will teach you something. You know, I look at my life and I look back on the people that I followed and the people that I've been under, and i am I'm so thankful that I had such good leaders. Um, but I know that that's not like that for everyone. And so I, I really want you to take heed to the things that I'm saying because it can really help you, especially if you're young, especially if you're in ministry, because if you can learn this now, this heart attitude now, it can change things for you. So today I'm going to give you three things that will help you be a good follower. Um, this this also helps me in my marriage, by the way, because I'm a person that um, is very, very independent. And sometimes my husband will be like, "Hey babe, I'm I'm believing God wants us to do this." And I'm like, "No, I don't I'm, I don't I haven't heard that." And immediately the Holy Spirit will be like, "You're not following well." And I think sometimes following well is is truly trusting in people that we love. And so, let's have a love attitude as we listen through this because I believe God really wants to download something special. Okay. I'm going to give you 3 things that make you a great follower, okay? The first thing is you got to define yourself if you're writing this down define yourself what chadi what do you mean by that you have to decide right now what kind of leader you are do you want to be one that um yeah you got you guys just got to decide right now what kind of leader you want to be this choice will determine your path um in leadership and in life i use what i learned in this book that i talked about um the one i mentioned and really this is there's always going to be three types of leaders and and there you're going to be like no chadi the, I, I'm not one of the... You are. Every single one of us has been one of these leaders. And I'm going to be really brutal honest. This is probably going to be the most honest podcast I've done yet. Everybody has been one of these three leaders. And if and if you're not one of them, one day something's going to happen and you are going to be. And it's okay. Jesus loves you. Go find a corner. Pull yourself together. But I need you to have like super honest moment with yourself. There's three types of leaders. King Saul, Absalom, and King David. Okay. Here we go. This is how you know you're King Saul. You're a little farther along in ministry than other people. You're a little pissed off that you aren't getting the recognition you like. You're kind of disgruntled with the millennials or the youth because they don't know what the crap they're doing, but yet they get the platform and the credit and you don't. And if we're being super honest, you tend to throw spears. And by spears, I mean snarky remarks, snide comments, misplaced correction towards those who are following you. In a nutshell, you are kind of insecure. And if you're standing in front of me right now, I'd awkwardly pull you in for like a really awkward hug where I'd say, shh, it's okay. I was Saul for a while. It's going to be okay. I'm going to help you through this. It's okay. If you're sitting there right now and you're like, oh my God, I'm King Saul. It's okay. It's fine. It's going to be okay. I've done this. Then there's Absalom. Okay. This is how I know you're Absalom. You think your leader is an idiot. Real life. It's okay. Okay. You are the great sympathizer and the hero of your team. Yep, you're the guy everyone wants to talk to to talk smack about your leader, or your family member, or your friend. And deep down, you think you can do a better job. And in a nutshell, you have a pride problem. If you were standing in front of me right now, I'd awkwardly put my hand over your mouth like the theologian Will Ferrell, and I'd say, "Shh, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. You sound stupid right now." Reality. Then there's King David. You have no idea how you have the position you have. And you're just totally relying on God. You aren't a fan of spears being thrown at you, but your heart still honors. You want the next gen behind you to learn from you, but you will actually move out of the way even if it costs you your job or recognition, and you will make a way for them. In a nutshell, you just want to cry in a corner and love Jesus. Yes, there are three types of leaders, and you will always fall into those three categories. I don't care. I don't care what anybody else says. There will always be a little bit of each. And we've all been these leaders at least once. I have been each of these leaders at some point. But that's where being self-aware is really important. Because you can't follow well if you don't know if you don't know what kind of follower you are. And if you think you're Saul, go back and listen to the sacrifice episode. The only thing that's going to fix this is learning how to love people in a way that credit isn't important because loving people is all that matters. If you're Absalom, stop talking. Stop. Just sit and listen and embrace the hidden seasons of your life. You'll get your chance, but you don't want to get promoted in the wrong timing. If you keep it up, you will experience a promotion, but you won't, um, let's see. You will experience a promotion, but you won't be honored. And it will eventually lead you to like a really bad trail where you're eventually getting stuck in what you deem as your gifting and your strength and it's going to end up bad. You don't want to be Absalom. You don't. So just be still. If you're David, or if you're definitely not the other two, but someone closer to David, then keep on trekking, my friend. God will meet you at your need. You just need to be faithful. Okay, so the first thing is defining yourself. You got to decide right now what kind of leader you want to be. Ah, I know that was heavy. You're welcome. Second one. All right. If you're writing this down, the first one is you got to define yourself. The second one is that vision is overrated. I think a lot of times in leadership, people are like, I can't follow because I don't have vision in my head. That's what they sound like. I can't follow right now. I just really don't have vision. And my, my boss doesn't give me vision. And I'm just like, Oh, be quiet. It's not about vision. It's about your heart. There's a story in the Bible in Matthew 9 where these blind guys hear that Jesus is walking by and they want their miracle. They hear. They're blind. They hear that he's walking by, so they they followed him and they cried out. So they used their ears and their mouth, the other senses that they had, and they cried out, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus was moved. He stopped. He stopped and he and he healed them. And so many times we look at that uh our lives and our look at our leadership and look at what we're doing and we're like, we can't follow because we don't have vision. But I think always go back to the story that they didn't need vision to follow. I love this story. They, did not, they didn't have the vision, uh, yet they used what was readily available. But the reality is, is God doesn't need you to have vision. God needs you to be obedient. And I think we get so stuck in having vision in order to follow well that we miss out on what God's trying to do within within, within us. So if you're following well, do you know how you follow when you don't have vision? Lovingly. You get up, you move, even though you, you can't see it. All you need to do is have Jesus. They cried, son of David, have mercy on me. That's it. You move forward, you keep following. You don't need vision to follow. You need a heart attitude position to the father. So as you follow, you got to believe the best in people you got to believe the best in your leader. They might just not have the right information. Because if your heart is truly aligned under the person that God has as your boss or as your parent or as your teacher, then that means God, for some reason, put them there and there's something that you got to learn. Like I said, those who follow well have to believe the best in people. And like the blind man in the story, choose to utilize their other senses to hear that God is moving. Pray. Cry out to Jesus for more context and follow even when they have no idea what's going on. You've got to be like the blind guy. God's moving. So get up, follow, cry out to Jesus for context. If you can't get it from your boss, you should be getting more context. God is in the details. God loves details. Have you ever read Matthew? He's all about the genealogy and the begat this and the begat that. Like God is in the details. He wants to give you details. You're so worried about maybe your boss not giving you the details that you aren't seeking God for them. I think a lot of times God gives us people that may not have the right context to teach us how to seek Him for the details. I'm saying this as a person who has a great team, who loves me, who has a great boss, who supports me, and I, I know that I'm speaking from a place of victory. And I know some of p- some people out there are like Chadi, you don't understand. I do understand, guys. I do, I do. But I'm telling you from a person who's on the other side of it, if you want to follow well, whether it's in life or in your job, you've got to realize that vision is overrated. It's overrated. You know what's not overrated? Jesus. That's it. Keep your heart towards Jesus and believe the best in people and love people because at the end of the day, that's, that's what you need to be focused on is people. Okay. So if you want to be a great leader and follow well, you have to know what kind of leader you want to be. And I know that was a super heavy little part about Saul and all that stuff, but you got you get look. I just got to be honest with you. You got to I just got to put it out there because you need to choose who you want to be, and you have to embrace not always having the right vision. You got to choose to have like the right heart. And thirdly, this one's this one's really important. You won't always be the low man on the totem pole, but you will always be a follower. So just be okay with no, what number you are in line. And, um, so thirdly, I would say you need to be still. Chadi, you just told me I have to follow. Yes, but there will be moments in the following where you're going to need to be still. Because wherever you are, doesn't make you less or more. It just means you're exactly where God wants you to be for that season. So if you are in a place that is making it difficult to follow, take a minute, not to cry in a corner, but to be still and know that God is at work. I think sometimes when um, things get hard or uncomfortable, uncomfortable, you find yourself dodging spears. You may want to leave your current line or current situation and, and stop following. But I always go back to Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And when he walked up and Judas was there to betray him, he didn't run off to cry in a corner. He was, he was like, let's do this. And I think sometimes you need to Pony up and just do it and just say, okay, God, what are you doing in this situation? And I'm just going to be still until you tell me. But don't get out of line. Just be still. Sometimes your next step is just being still. This will give you time to see God, hear from God, remind yourself that he didn't walk you into a scenario that there's not a kingdom in mind. He didn't walk David into, King David into that scenario uh, with Saul and with Absalom without kingdom in mind. He always had the kingdom in mind. Stir yourself up with prayer and pray for your, are you praying for your leader? You should be. You should be. You should be praying for your leader. You know what you shouldn't be praying for? Position. You should be praying for your leader. God, don't move me up in line. Keep me here to be strength, to hold up arms, to be honoring, to love people. That's what you should be praying for. I, I don't understand how I can say this without any more gusto or intensity, but you should be praying for your leader. Chadi, do you pray for your leader? Yep, yep, I do. Because I understand that if I, I'm praying for them, if they're, if they're in a season of strength, then the team will be in a season of strength. It's for the whole. I want them to be at their best. I want them to be running on all cylinders. Because if they are, then God can do more. And that's why I'm trying to share this with you today. That's why I'm so intento. Because I believe that God wants you to know that you're a leader. And you're meant to be, bring creative solutions to this earthly space. But you've got to pray for your leader. Sometimes that means being still. So take a minute today to be still and pray for your leader. Because God wants you running at all cylinders and being a strength in the place that you're in. And just in case you're wondering what place that is, it's in a place of you being an awesome leader where you're loving people, past are crazy and you're serving others and you're bringing creative solutions to this earthly space called home so quick recap perfection is a myth emotions are a necessity love is a must-have sacrifice is a how-to and roots are the gatekeeper to your dreams but guys great leaders follow well so choose what kind of leader you want to be get good at dodging spears and choose love even when it's hard love will always win in the end And don't get stuck if you don't have vision. You have a slew of other senses. God is fine-tuning, and you just got to keep moving. And if it's just too hard to push forward, take a minute and be still. God is in the still, and he's not left you, nor will he forsake you. So keep your head up. You've got this. Just keep moving forward. You are exactly where God wants you. And you can bring creative solutions exactly where you are. I believe in you. Love you, weirdo. Follow well.